This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. When her son was arrested, JoLynn Armstrong discovered that even an idyllic life can be turned upside down in an instant by a crisis. That's why she's launched Grapevine Mindware. JoLynn's mission is to help those in crisis to overcome the trauma and the pain, find peace, and get their lives back. JoLynn, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mark. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You know, I always have trouble saying the word idyllic because I don't I don't use that word. I don't write that word. So I, I kind of tripped over it. But who cares? Right. It's right. my oh, show. Yeah, I can say that's the words good. wrong. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and you didn't really say it that wrong. It's all right. <laughs> OK, that, that's There's good. A spectrum I, of idyllic. <laughs> you know, I'm very vulnerable on the show. I, it, you know, if I say I don't know something, I really don't know something. I right. I gave up. I'm 56 years young. I gave up trying to sound like a know-it-all a long time ago. I just I'm just me. Cause then you know so what? Much better. Yeah. yeah. When you're just you, Jolyn, people can't say you're not being yourself. Yeah, yeah. This is me. Okay. I'm not trying to be somebody. I am being me, and I wish more people would just be them. Um, yes. That's why I don't, uh, you know, really spend a lot of time in social media because uh, we're everybody's segregated now. Yeah. Are you a pro vaxxer anti vaxxer Are you Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal? I got work to do. <laughs> I got, right. I right. And I'm also not pretending that things are better than they are. So there we go. <laughs> yes. Right? Well, I recently changed the description to the show to say it, this is a pandemic gossip politic free podcast because mm. number one, there's a billion of those podcasts out there. Number two, people yeah. don't want to hear that. They want to say, oh, I want to hear an interesting story. I want to learn something new. That's why I don't talk about those things on the show because you can get that anywhere. So this is a safe zone. So if you're tired of the pandemic or politics or gossip, welcome to the Mark Stuchowski podcast. We don't talk about stuff like that here. Yay. Yeah. We're the fireworks, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I can tell from your energy, we're going to have a great conversation. So let's go back to when your son was arrested. Feel free to share as many details as you want. Uh, it's got to be rocking uh, as a mom to get that phone call. I mean, I'm, I'm a dad of two daughters. They're 27 and 24. I've never gotten a phone call saying that my daughter was arrested. So take us back to that moment. If you can put us in the place so my, my listeners can feel where you were. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, it, with your permission, I'll take us back to a few moments before that. Sure. Um, and we'll talk about that idyllic life <laughs> and <laughs> let you know why I, you know, that's included in my bio because it really, um, it, it explains maybe a little bit why it was such a shock to my system. <laughs> I think when my son went, not that it wouldn't be for anyone, but right. um, I really was um, unprepared for what, you know, was lying ahead of me at that time. So my husband and I um, own a marketing business. We still do. Although a lot of my focus has, has turned to helping folks through crisis, but we sell this marketing company that we set up on purpose to give us the most freedom possible. Like that was our, um, you know, our first priority in setting up this business. So we could, all we needed was the internet, you know, and, and electricity and we could run our business from anywhere. We had a global team helping us, um, you know, international clients. And we just, we would, we typically like to move by season, right? So we'd spend the winter somewhere warm and the summer somewhere usually high. <laughs> and, you know, and we just go wherever we want. We rarely plan ahead. 
we've only stayed in Colorado here through that we decided to pandemic in Colorado. So I guess I'll bring that part <laughs> of the pan- pandemic. Now, in that I've much, never but. heard that phrase. Yeah, we're pandemicing <laughs> in Colorado. I've never heard that before. So you yes. just. <laughs> yep. So and and we chose that strategically. We were actually I'll just this is an aside, but we were in California when um, the pandemic started, started just started in 2020. And we said, you know what? There's a lot of people here. We're packed together here more so than in other places. Colorado's super comfortable. We're heading into springtime anyway. Let's go there. And we've, it's been really, you know, here it's lots of open spaces, lots of places to get outside. So anyway, we, we strategically chose this area and we've been here ever since. So it's been a long time sitting in one spot for us, but. Um, back when this happened, you know, we'd move around every few months, plan things out maybe six months in advance, maybe not, you know, it was just, and we loved it. It's so, um, freeing for us and so great. And, um, you know, my husband is my absolute best friend in the whole world. We work super well together and just, you know, 24 seven together almost, um, he's at the gym now, but, (laughs) um, other than that, it's, we are together a lot and love it. And we were just living our best lives, three adult sons, um, you know, marching into life, doing their, doing their thing in their early twenties. One was in the military, the other two, you know, learning life lessons and, and getting there. And, what I was doing when I got these calls, I actually missed all the calls from my son. Uh, my cell phone just didn't ring. Have you ever had that happen? It's yes. awful. <laughs> I'm like four missed calls. What's up? So I was planning. We had our our marketing business was part, you know, done for you marketing, doing um, different types of marketing for small businesses, but also we would coach um, small business owners on marketing and also business structure and business life balance and things like that. And so we had our top clients coming in um, to a two-day intensive with us in Las Vegas. And I was preparing, it was probably a dozen or so clients that we were preparing for. So I'm like neck deep in travel plans and dinner arrangements and all of the, all of the things right, that have wow. to do with preparing for a two day intensive. And then, yeah, end of the day, I noticed four missed calls on my phone from a number oh. in Colorado I didn't recognize. Okay. And my, yeah, so my son was in the military and I, my biggest fear at the time was him being deployed. And I thought, oh, this is it. This is oh, why so would I he be was getting... active military at the time. Yeah, he was active okay. military. And I thought, oh my gosh, okay, he's I'm getting that call, right? And and I missed that call. So he may be gone. And I didn't uh... even get a chance. I was terrified. So I pushed the first voicemail and it's not that call. But I wished it was that call at that moment because it was from a county jail. He had been arrested <sighs> oh, and charged with a horrible crime or a series of horrible crimes. Um, and the, so long story short, the next few days were horrific for me. I, it, that took me to my knees. What a far fall, right? From a respected soldier in the military to I'm calling you from jail and I'm facing these awful, awful, like he, he was facing a life sentence. Oh my God. And I know. (laughs) And I was absolutely, absolutely knocked off balance. And I, yeah. So my oh my sweet husband he said you know what he set it up so i could i could you can't call people in jail they don't they don't 
take messages and get people from the jail to the secretaries, really? Yeah, no, they don't. They don't. So, but my husband like called the jail, found out how like how all of that we had to set up an account so he could call us and the whole Anyway, he stepped in and did that. He made flight um, travel arrangements to Colorado. Mind you, we've got to be in Vegas in like, I don't know, maybe 10 days. So he said, okay, we've got 10 days between now. And it was way too late to cancel the (laughs) intensive. But he said, let's take, you know, a few days, go to Colorado, interview attorneys, get him out of jail and set back up in the military, see what that's going to entail. I I didn't know how a bail bondsman works. I why would you? <laughs> right. I didn't know any of this stuff. Oh my gosh. It was horrible. And meanwhile, still, you know, setting somebody up with a car from the airport in Vegas to the hotel and the whole, oh, so, um, yeah, it, it knocked me to my knees and I just thought, um, we got through it by the way, <laughs> got him out of jail, That's good. hired an attorney. Um, he did wind up um, in prison for four years, but he's through that, you know, and, but through those first months during the legal, like the legal process, um, I didn't realize that I had actually been traumatized. I, because my son's in the military, because, you know, PTSD in soldiers was so high on my radar, I thought there's no way this, no, people get arrested every day. All those people have mothers. (laughs) You know what I mean? This is not trauma. And I refuse to even entertain the idea that I could have been traumatized. And it took me months of suffering and my husband begging me to seek help before I finally did and talked with somebody who I trusted enough who told me, yes, this actually is trauma. And she told me the definition of trauma. And then I went, Oh yeah. Okay. I get that. So I want to share, I always want to share the definition of trauma and what it, you know, what that looks like in people who aren't soldiers in the military. Right. And all respect to them for sure. Like that, what those guys face over there is definite trauma. Um, but a lot of what happens to people uh, in life can be traumatizing as well. And it's real. If you identify it, you can start to work to heal from it. Right. And and you can't until you identify that. And until you really realize like, here's where I'm at. Um, So So what is the definition of trauma? Cause I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat here. uh, Yes. So trauma occurs when there's, there's three things that um, need to be present. Number one, that there's an outside circumstance or condition um, that you can't control right? That overwhelms your ability to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Those are the three components. If something has happened or you're in a situation that you can't control and you're overwhelmed, trauma occurs. And you know, what's amazing so- is a lot of people think of trauma. I got in a motor vehicle accident. Oh. I fell off the ladder. I hit my thumb with a hammer when I could when I should have called a uh, handyman, that's what we think trauma is. But mental trauma is a real deal, obviously, because that's why right. you're on the show today. <laughs> and people don't even think about it. I, I would imagine uh, an unexpected death of a loved one who you didn't know was ill uh, is trauma. And we just, I don't know, buck up and deal with it. But it, 
we just can't move on. It's trauma. Hey, you listening to the Mark Jachowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Jachowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter and you can sign up right now by going to mrproductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I love that you bring up the phys- physical aspect of it because there's there's so many, I draw a lot of parallels between physical trauma and emotional trauma or mental trauma because um, there's we look at them so differently. You know, if I was in a terrible car accident or motorcycle accident and I walked away uninjured, you know, it'd be like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. You know, that's great for you. You're lucky, whatever. Um but also if I was in that same accident and I was really physically hurt, right, came away with some a lot of physical trauma, people wouldn't think that I'm weak because of that. It's like, oh, man, yeah, I can see that that's terrible, right? So, but people, they tend to have a stigma sometimes against if you're in a traumatic, emotionally traumatic situation and it really does traumatize you. It's not because you're weak. It just did. It overwhelmed your your system's ability to deal with it. Um, so, uh, you know, I always like to draw those parallels. It's, it's, it is a lot like being in a, you know, a physical incident that traumatizes you. Um I, I think I think that one of the problems is if we're moving through life so fast, and yeah. if you experience some emotional or mental trauma, you just keep on keeping on, and it's almost like, down. well, yeah. if I keep working, it's not real. But I I think it's not so much what's happening in 2020 and 2021, but it's that we're moving so fast, and I think if if you're not sure if you've experienced mental trauma, probably everyone has, everyone's lost a loved one. Everyone's you know dealt with that kind of thing. But I think this is where the power of meditation comes in. When you get quiet, that's where like, oh my gosh, I haven't dealt with this pain. But if you're always busy and now maybe some people are busy all the time because they don't want to deal with it, but it's not going to go away. Busyness is not going to cure your trauma. You had to go see a specialist, which helped you deal with it. And I want people to understand that, that busyness is not a cure for trauma. No, busyness is actually a coping mechanism for trauma for a lot of people, right? And and it doesn't heal it. You're right. So I, I ask people who who are hesitating to seek help. I ask them, well, okay, if you had broken your femur, that big, big bone in the top mm-hmm. of your, you know, the top part of your leg, if yep. you have a broken femur, would you walk on it? Would you keep walking on it or would you take a minute, right? And seek some help to heal that. And because that's what trauma, emotional trauma is like. You don't, you know, if you, if you try and keep walking on a broken femur, you are going to cause more damage. Healing is going to take longer and it's going to be more painful. And I know that because I did that. (laughs) I suffered way longer. No, I didn't walk on a broken femur, but I suffered way longer with emotional trauma than I I needed to. Yes. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) But I did the equivalent, right? I did the equivalent of walking on a broken femur because I did not want to accept the fact uh, out of respect for people who I felt like are truly traumatized. I didn't want to accept the fact that I was also traumatized. Um, The other thing too was I saw through the legal process other family members and loved ones of people who had been arrested who didn't seem traumatized to me. Mm. 
And I thought, okay, yes, this is not a traumatizing event. I'm being weak. This is ridiculous. Um, just because I can't focus on work half the time and my business is suffering and my marriage is suffering and all of these relationships are suffering doesn't mean that I'm traumatized. I'm just weak. Right. So, um, and that's where the overwhelm happens. So yes, all of these people that I saw through the legal process, sitting in courtrooms and whatever, um, had the same outside circumstance that they didn't have control of it for whatever reason, didn't overwhelm them the way it overwhelmed me, or they were hiding it very well. One of the two. I heard that um, somebody, I don't know who, I, I, lo- I love giving credit where credit's due, but I don't remember where I first heard this. They said it used to be, and even today, some people think seeing the therapist is a sign of weakness and actually mm-hmm. seeing the therapist is a sign of strength because you know something's not right and I need to go talk to someone. Now, I'm very fortunate because I have an 84-year-old Anne who served this country in the Army. And she's a therapist. She's got a lot of Marine buddies and Army buddies, and they always call her because she she listens really well. And so I've got a built-in therapist, which is really cool. I don't have to pay her. We get in a Zoom call every week, and I just tell her my problems. She goes, and she just listens. And what's amazing is just her listening is enough. I don't need her to give me judgment or wave her finger in my ear, in my eyes, which is important because I, I think we need someone to talk to. Now, it could be your spouse, it could be your friend, but sometimes you need to talk to someone who's outside of the situation like you did the therapist, and I'm sure you that was a, a key to your uh, overcoming this. Right, right. Well, the first step was my husband, um, because as much as this affected me and hurt relationships around me, including my marriage, it did. Um, my husband stuck with me and he said, listen, hon, you've you've got to let's let's just get an outside perspective. And it was that that I was, I said okay, you know what? That's so important. You're right. We talk about he and I talk about perspective all the time. It's you know something that we always focus on with our coaching clients too in even in you know marketing and business structures. Like let's let's look at this from a different angle. Like how you're how you're you know living life here. And so um that finally is what worked for me and I said okay, let me let me just talk to somebody and see what their perspective on this situation is. And thank goodness I finally, finally listened to him. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, you do need an outside perspective a lot of times. Um, one thing that I wished I could have found at that time was somebody who had gone through exactly mm-hmm. what I was going through. You yeah. can't always do that. You can't always do that. But, um, you know, the one good thing about issues with the pandemic, what so many people are coming to me now who are traumatized by different aspects of the pandemic, it, you know, whether or not they got sick or know anyone that got sick, there's the whole other aspect of lost income and that whole bit and being locked in with, um, you know, family members, people who they typically see a few hours a day and now they're 24 seven with, right? And so there's all different aspects of this, but the, the cool thing is we've all been through it, right? So we getting an outside perspective from somebody who, you know, has experienced the last, you know, 18 months or so, um, but, but might be able to look at things differently is super helpful for sure. I just finished reading Adam Grant's book, Think Again. I highly recommend. I love his books, uh, the originals, and he had a book called Give and Take. And then the Think Again is his new book. And he says the, the whole premise of the book is people are not thinking again in terms of, well, we've always done it this way, but maybe this is 
this was a good way to do it five years ago, a year ago, six months ago, but maybe it was a new way of doing things. And the whole premise of the book is to say, hmm, let me think on this procedure again. Is there a better way of doing it? And I think I, I recommend the book that everyone, it's Amazon, Barnes Noble, wherever you buy books, incredible book, because we dealt with trauma differently 10 years ago, 20 years ago, a hundred years ago, we know more now than we did then. So if you're going to go see a therapist, make sure they're not like a hundred years old because they don't know, you know, if you go to someone, they don't know what COVID is. That's a problem. Okay. If they don't know, you know, people lost a lot of their jobs last year in 2020, that was a problem. So what I want to encourage people to do is go pick up think again. And then, when you start talking to people, make sure they understand your situation. Now I say that, and as I'm the words that come out of my mouth, maybe it's good. They don't understand the situation. So going back to my 84 year old aunt, she doesn't know what a podcast is. She doesn't know what TikTok or Facebook or Instagram. I mean, she knows what they are, but she's not on them. And so sometimes because she's outside that, that, uh, ecosystem, then she can give me a different perspective because she's not like, okay, oh, we always do this on Facebook. We always do this on TikTok. She goes, I, I don't get it. Why don't you do this? I'm like, well, that's brilliant. And, and so sometimes you want someone who understands your situation, but sometimes you want someone who has no clue. Have you had enough or are you hungry for more? You can find more of Mr. Productivity on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. All you have to do is go to those apps and search for Mr. Productivity. Two words, Mr. Productivity on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Right, right. Oh, different perspectives um, never, ever hurt, right? I always, and if I'm, if I'm facing something difficult now, I've learned I talk to as, as many people around me that I trust as possible. I might even talk to some people that I don't really trust to see what their perspective is. And <laughs> hey, just, just what do you think about this thing? You know, whatever is, whatever is going on. So yeah, um, more information is helpful. And, um, sometimes even my husband always uses the phrase, the phrase, uh, small hinges swing big doors. Yes. I can't remember where I can't remember where that from W Clement stone. There we go. Good. Yes. That's that's an oldie, but a goodie. Goodie. Yes. Yes. He, he constantly says that little hinges swing big doors. Just change this one little thing or change your perspective. Just one inch over, you know, and, and there you go. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it for me it was realizing realizing the trauma and then being able to say, you know, that 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 perspective shift like, oh, that's what that is. And then I could my next natural move was to go to a plan like how what do I do now? Right? So, for me having a plan for healing or for moving through this was um, a huge step towards healing in itself. I went, Oh my gosh. Okay. Now I can do this, you know? Um, but a lot of people that have come to me, um, especially in the last 18 months have been, um, almost try, I use, I use the word storm. Like if you're in a hurricane, you cannot control what's going on around you. And, and all these unexpected things keep happening, right? It was, it was two days to, or no, two weeks to flatten the curve at first. And then we're at, you know, a year later and still, yeah. <laughs> it's still in it, still flattening that curve. Um, but you know, and it, the, the loss of income piece has been really big with, um, folks that are coming to me and I can totally understand that, but they're so 
terrified by that. There's, you know, there's the fight and flight reactions when you're terrified, but there's also freeze. And a lot of folks wind up freezing. Like, I don't even know what to do. I don't know what to do. I can't, I'm looking at my children in the eye and I can't provide food for them because I don't have an income. I I don't even know if we're going to stay in this home and they get just frozen in place. And I, you know, I, I feel it, I get it. You know, this is, this is overwhelming. And, um, so I wondered, Mark, I don't know if you're up for this, but there's an exercise I have been doing a lot of lately with, <laughs> with my clients that help bring us out of that um, super terrified space where we can't really move. We okay. can't get past it. This is something that I use, um, that is used a lot, not just by me. I didn't, I didn't make this up. It's just something that I use a lot. Um, I call it the power of threes, but it's, it helps folks who are in, um, who are having panic attacks. And was it originally developed for that purpose, I think. So, and it helps with panic attacks because yeah, you, you start to freeze, right? When you're having a panic, panic attack, thank goodness I don't experience panic attacks, but I've seen them frequently. It's, it's, and I have loved ones that do, and it's difficult. Um, but if you're up for it, Mark, let's, let's go for it. How about that? <laughs> I'll, I'll be a, I'll be a guinea pig. How long is it going to take? About 30 seconds, maybe okay. a little bit longer. Okay. <laughs> That's a little bit longer than that. Maybe a couple of minutes, but, um, so it's a power of threes. So three exercises done, um, three times each and that's okay. it. So the first exercise is three deep, what I call diaphragmatic breaths or belly breaths. Yep. So your shoulders stay low. They don't go up when you breathe in, keep okay. your shoulders low. I always say, put your hand on your stomach, make sure your stomach is going out as you breathe in. Okay. So in through your nose, out through your mouth three times. Okay. Right? Two. Last breath. Great. So that already, it calms most people down. Like it takes you down from the the roof to maybe the fifth floor, right? Now, if you're listening to this on one of those podcasts that like automatically takes out the silences, you didn't experience that part. So welcome back. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Hope you were breathing with us, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, belly breaths. Keep your hand on the belly. Uh, the second thing, uh, the second part of this exercise is to name and describe three things in your immediate space. So if you're outside, whatever's right around you. In my room, I can see um, there's a light in front of me and my black microphone next to me. Um, and my, I have this little LaCroix can peach pear, which is one of my favorite drinks. So those are three things in my immediate space. What that does is it orients you back to where you're at. And because with fight or flight, a lot of times you get start tunnel vision. If you're terrified, you're looking for an exit. This orients you. It raises your level of safety, whether it's conscious or unconscious, you're feeling unsafe if you're that terrified. Right. Um, and so it orients you to your space. So me, it's my MacBook because it's recording this conversation. I have a Contigo. I was a guest on someone's show and it carries 20 ounces of water. And I've got my trusty, dusty appendage, also known as an iPhone right next to me. (laughs) 
<laughs> nice. I had to set mine aside or it would be distracting. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So orient to our immediate space. And the third thing is name three qualities about yourself. They can't be backhanded, um, you know, backhanded compliments. I'm a jerk. Pretty- I'm a moron. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So three qualities about yourself. So I'll go first. For me, I'm a really good listener. Um, I am sickeningly positive. So I'm always positive. I always see a positive perspective. And what's the third thing? I am really good at managing my sleep. So excellent. Well, for me, I am bald, though I wish I could be permanently bald. I got to shave my head every morning. (laughs) I am annoyingly optimistic. So when people hire me to speak, I'm like, you know, I'm like Tigger from Winnie the Pooh, right? I mean, is that what you want? (laughs) I can't be low key. And I am also, um, what's the third one? I'll say I really love life. I mean, I wake up every morning like a little child on Christmas morning. What did Santa bring? I I, I love life. So those are three things about me. That's pretty fun. That's awesome. See, and this exercise you can really do anywhere. You don't have to speak out the things um, if you're in a public space. Uh, you, you might can't not want to do that do if you're stressed in court. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> I know, right? I because I did that in court a number of times. <laughs> but yeah, you can you know you could do it on the subway or wherever you're at and you're stressed. You can do that for yourself, and it's it's something easy. It's one that's one reason why I use that so much, and I teach so many people that is because that really does bring you back from the ledge if you really lean into that and do that. Um, so there you go. Little, little gift for your listeners there. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. now we're going to close the show now because we're going to talk okay. about Grapevine Mindware. I want you to tell us what it is and where can we go to find out more about that? Great. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Grapevine Mindware is a coaching business that I started to help people through crisis, to help people who have been traumatized, or if you don't think you're traumatized and you're just really struggling um, and need an outside perspective, I'm there for you. I use DBT, uh, dialectical behavioral therapy, and other exercises um, like the power of threes to help people heal from trauma. Uh, that's caused by crisis or by an outside situation. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's really it. Grapevine Mindware. You can, you can't, I actually, um, created a landing page just special for your listeners. Wow. <laughs> like, I've got yeah, some nice. goodies for you and some discounts. If you guys want to go to grapevinemindware.com slash ski. SKI. And, um, they can see, you know, things just for them. There's all of my contact information is there. It's easier to send people to one spot, um, to, to reach me, to sign up. I've got a a free email series with more exercises like the power of three, if they're not ready to call somebody yet, but are interested in exercises that may help, you know, them manage stress, everyday stress or manage their way through a crisis. Um, and then also some other goodies there too. I got to tell you the story before I let you go of my name. Okay. So my name is Strucheski. People call me Ski. When I first married my wife in 2003, we went to a restaurant, which I will not name because they're not a good, uh, uh, not a good party in this, in this particular example. And we had, you know, you used to have to go and give your name and go sit in the waiting room and they call you and your table's ready. So I went up there and I said, Ski party of two. And she wrote down S K I 
dash two. So my wife and I are sitting in the waiting room and we hear sky party of two. And I looked at my wife. I'm like, is that us? And I walked up there. I said, did you call ski? Yeah. Sky S K I. I'm like, our school system is failing. You don't go <laughs> to the slopes in Colorado and sky down the slopes. Don't okay. Sky, huh? That is hilarious. <laughs> so listener, if you're from the South and you think sky is SKI, we mean SKY as in Sam Kilo, India. So I always yes. share that story just so people go, I went to uh grapevine mindware.com slash SKY. Nothing came up. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's SKI. That wouldn't happen to you in Colorado. So no, I know, I know it wouldn't happen because they don't, they don't sky down the slopes in Colorado. So, well, Jolyn, this has been so much fun. Thank you for bringing the energy. Uh, very few guests can match my energy. You went toe to toe with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for sharing your insights. Yes, definitely. Thanks for having me. I, I sure enjoyed myself. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stucheski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up, absolutely free. Just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.